and welcome to another episode of Cafe 21. I'm your host, Ross Crawford, and in the hot seat today, we have another very special guest. Our guest today is the founder and CEO of Mikester, an app that aims to add value to users by giving them an opportunity to connect and learn life skills through one-to-one tutoring. So uh, I'd like to welcome to the hot seat, Alejandra Carreño Garzon. How are you, Alejandra? Ross, I'm all right, thank you, and thank you for having me here today. Of course, no problem. You, you've, you've earned your way here. So uh, you know the drill. It's three questions, three answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool. So uh, I guess somewhat unfortunately, but Mikester, the business you have founded and are the CEO of, um, it's based on an idea that kind of came out of a necessity for you um, due to uh, actually an accident and a health condition that you've had to um, receive treatment for ever since and kind of recover from. Um, would you be able to share with us that story of how um, what happened to you that eventually led to the creation of Mikester? Uh, yeah, so um, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it all started since I was quite young. Um, I used to be a football player throughout my youth. Um, I wanted to become a professional football player, but um, I guess it wasn't for me, really. But uh, I've always had a love for sports, especially football. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to, well, one of the things that ended up causing me a bit of issues with uh, my back and different parts of my body was because I pushed myself really hard for my goal. And uh, I started lifting weights until I was very young, which might not have been the best thing. Um, I learned that. I pro- perhaps it was lack of knowledge and just kind of saying, okay, the more you do, the better. But I've learned that you need to rest. Um, that's definitely important. But then um, around 2018, after having a couple of um, back treatments, um, surgery and uh, a few other things, um, I carried on playing and uh, my back went. So I had a severe sciatic crisis involving around five different discs, consecutive discs in my lower back. So that was um, that that left me in a wheelchair and I was in the hospital for about a month. And then after that, uh, my mom flew from Colombia, which is where I'm from uh, originally. And um, she helped me a lot. I'm super grateful to my, yeah, to have the people that I have around me, my family, my close friends. They've been really key in all of this. But um, as I was recovering, um, I also uh, went back to university. I was going with a wheelchair. I was still um, going to my therapies every day. And I was also under a lot of medication for the pain. So I had like 22 pills a day. And with all of that, sort of the lack of rest and still doing quite a lot, my back didn't just suffer, but it was also my whole body was suffering. And after about three weeks into university, my final year, it was just uh, a matter of uh, a lot of stress. And I ended up having an incident that um, the doctors told me was a type of stroke because I had heartburn, convulsing, wasn't able to breathe, uh, was slurring my words. I didn't know what was happening at the time. But then when I woke up in the hospital, the whole left side of my body was paralyzed completely. Um, I woke up and I couldn't feel it. I couldn't move it. Um, It was, I I didn't know how to feel. I just didn't know what was going on. And then uh, I talked to my doctors and they said, well, for everything that's going on with you, we can really help you because if we try to intervene medically, then it would cause more issues in the long term than actually help you. So um, what I did was um, I was told to go away and find therapies elsewhere. So uh, I wasn't being able to be helped um, through the NHS due to responsible handling. Uh, And then um, 
I, I didn't have any proper insurance. So to do all this trial and error in different therapies, I had to kind of suffice uh, new financial things that I wasn't prepared for. So what I started doing was looking at what I did have. And at the time, what I had were my skills, uh, design skills, language skills, um, any sort of thing that could help um, kind of do a sort of barter system with these medical professionals that I was going to approach and the drivers that, was, that were going to take me to these therapies. So that's what I did. And to my grateful surprise, they said yes. They said, okay, let's do it. And um, we actually started um, having a, a different kind of bond, like more of a friendly bond. And with all of that, um, I learned that there can be a different kind of interaction where both parties can, can sort of have a win-win situation. Um, and then when I went back to university, I wanted to enhance my skills. I was then doing, I was still in the wheelchair, but I had a bit more time because I split my final year in two. And I wanted to enhance my 3D skills um, by presenting it better by doing 2D skills. Uh, so my background is in uh, industrial design. Um, it's design engineering, but I didn't know how to present my work the best way. So I approached a friend who said, um, well, I said to him, if I teach you 2D design, um, I mean, 3D design, would you teach me 2D design? Uh, like a sort of the same sort of system. Um, and he said, well, no, I don't want to learn 2D design. But then he turned around and he said, I want to learn Spanish. So this is where I started seeing that there was an opportunity that wasn't always as direct or as obvious as, as perhaps I would have thought earlier. And I started asking around the university and seeing where needs um what needs people were having in that kind of sense of education in, in, in a bit of a different way. That's not takeaway at all from institution. I am at university, I'm finishing my university. So I think it's very valuable, but there are other things that come around that can be very helpful, like uh, that system. And then um, that's where the idea of Mixta came about. Um, and it's really um, an ecosystem to, grow and to do not just an exchange of skill, but actually to grow in many different ways, which um, I can talk further about, yeah, in a bit. Um, so let's get to the bare bones of what Mixter is. Um, what is it? How, does it, how can it help um, people? Yeah, so Mixter is a one-to-one -one, um, app and web-based platform for skills in all sorts of areas in a very wide range of areas. And it's um, all hosted within the, the platform that you can learn the skills. It's uh, all live, so there's no pre-recorded courses so that it enhances the ability to create more understanding in the skill that you have. And it's anything from experiential to academic is to give value to different demographics and different kind of skills. So when I mean experiential, I mean anything from cooking to uh, uh, a sport, maybe football, to um, even design or fine arts that you might have learned as you was as you were growing up, and then also you can learn languages or academics such as mathematics or sciences, um, and it's made in a user profile that it's single, which means that you can come in and take any role, but it's through the same profile. So what this enables you is say, for example, you want to learn a skill, but you don't have the financial resources to pay one-to-one -one life tutoring tuition. Um, so what you can do is say, well, I've got a skill. I'm going to go into the platform, give my skill, create this virtual currency, which is actual money. Um, and then as I create it, I can then reutilize it in my like investing in myself or if you like as well you can say well 
I need to to get uh, some money back or a financial gain. You can do that as well. So it enables you to come in if you want to be a student and pay for your lesson. You can do that. It enables you to come in as a teacher if you want to be a teacher and have that financial gain. Or you can come in and sort of do a cycle of knowledge and of education and enhancing your own skills that you're teaching, really. Um, and at the same time, we've partnered with a reforestation organization. So what it does, what makes it does is that every time there is an interaction, whether you're taking or giving a lesson, um, there is a tree that's going to be growing as part of the gamification and social media like of the uh, aspect of the platform. And when you see that tree hits its final growth, 100%, it triggers that donation from us to our reforestation partners, we eat and reforestation projects. And uh, what they do is they plant trees around the world in strategic areas, but they also help communities around where the trees are planted. What this enables is for people to come in that are enhancing themselves to also think about, okay, there's a great virtual space that uh, we've created of knowledge, but there's also a sense that there needs to be a social environmental responsibility about the, the, the world around them, really. So it's to make sure that they have that consciousness and that they don't have to do anything extra. Everything is done with their own growth. Could you perhaps share some advice for some people who they could be feeling down that could be a traumatic experience or condition that they're suffering from like yourself or it could just be they're stuck in a dead-end job and they want something else to do they have a good business idea but they're not sure how to get out there um do you have any advice for uh, to to find the motivation to get back into work or to kind of achieve your goals um, yeah, sure. So um, I think, first of all, uh, when everything happened in the medical sense, um, the most important thing was to surround myself with those people who um, really loved me. And um, I think um, you can see the difference when something like that happens to you and how people react. So it's kind of um, also, um, I used to be a kind of person that was very much, I can do things on my own. But when this happens, um, you realize that you can't always do things on your own. And that's a good thing to realize because collaboration is giving value to those people who help you. And that's always great because it creates genuine report and genuine um, communication both ways. So I would say as, a, as an advice is ask help where, where you see that you need help and people are going to be happy to help you. The right people will, and you will create a connection with them. And um, also be grateful for everything that people do because uh, it's amazing that some, some people go above and beyond what you would maybe think of. And uh, just being grateful causes that sort of chain reaction um, in yourself as well to kind of want to do better because people are helping you so you want to do better and then also it by you wanting to do better people see that so it's 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 really good um, when when that uh, kind of flow happens and then I would also say start with whatever you've got so at the time I didn't know how to do it as I mentioned I had to do different therapies from traction therapies with magnets and police or um, meditation, fasting, so many things. I didn't know it was going to work, but I had to start somewhere. And um, I learned through it and I had to change a lot of things. Um, but it's just kind of persevering and feeling wholeheartedly. And even if you can visualize yourself, like for me, I used to visualize myself a lot walking um, and being able to do it and feeling my body being able to do it. So it's just start with what you've got and also have a notion of where you want to go, why you want to go there and what it is that you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. So that helps you a lot to understand um, 
have to go about things. And then I guess the last one would be, I I, I looked at uh, people that were um, recovering. There weren't that many people that recovered from the condition that I that I had, um, but I looked at the ones who did, and that kind of gave me a notion that there is a chance and a possibility of that happening. So I just started asking myself, why not me? Right? Why can't I recover? And not in a negative, but more in like a I have as much chance as anyone else to do it. And I believe that with business, with uh, medical um, conditions, obviously there's some that it's a bit more difficult, but I think if you really kind of put some work into it and, and, um, and, and ask yourself really, why not me? Then what you have to find is the how. And also I think everyone has the capability of doing what they want to achieve if they kind of look for creative ways and work at it. Perfect. So uh, you guys know what to do. Give Alejandra a follow. Uh, give Mixter a follow. Also remember to click the subscribe button below here so you get more STGC content moving forward as we head towards our big conference also in October. Um, so that'd be cool if uh, everything uh, syncs together there. So thank you very much, Alejandra, for sitting in the hot seat today. Uh, we wish you well for the future here at STGC. Thank you. Um, one last thing I forgot. Uh, if you also want to just understand a bit more on the concept around it, you can go to www.mixter.com. So, yeah. And thank you so much for having me here. Um, it was a lovely interview. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21. You can catch the visuals to the Hot Seat Collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021. And tickets for our live conference happening on the 16th of October are now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website, sportsdeckglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.